This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week, we're talking about Shakespeare and love. It's a mystery. Yeah, I wish we would have done Lucas and love, but we do this. <laughs> yeah, honorable mention. <laughs> That's a great short. Uh, this movie came out in 1998. Directed by, boom, John Madden. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he invents the turducken and then directs this movie in the same year. Guy, That's incredible. Like, like, maybe he sings and dances too, we don't know. Written by Mark Norman and Tom Stoppard. Stoppard? I don't know. Starring Gwyneth Paltrow, Joseph Fiennes, Jeffrey Rush, Tom Wilkinson, Ben Affleck, Judy Dench, Colin Firth. Uh, who, who am I missing? A bunch of people. Yeah, a bunch of uh, British actors that, that are very recognizable. <laughs> yeah, that Ben Affleck's one night, one good Brit. Yeah. Um, all right, well, Scott, you made us watch this movie. Uh, <laughs> okay, I can see where this is going. Right? <laughs> well, what's your history with this um, film? I, but before, we, before we get to that, uh, I just want to ask real quick, Jeff, like, what what was the level of Britishness for this for you? Because I feel like Paltrow's accent is okay, and pretty much everybody is understandable. But that's that's just me. Uh, no, they're, they're British and they're speaking Shakespeare. Like no fucking way did I understand anything <laughs> okay. that was going on. In this oh my god! Jeff, Jeff definitely had the subtitles on. Okay, a hundred percent had the subtitles on, right, which fair enough made it more understandable for me since I have seen this before and I didn't understand anything that was going on. And this time I understood a little bit more, but. Uh, Especially with even, even with the American actors, <laughs> doing mid- yeah. Mid- well, mid- I understood everything Ben Affleck was saying. Yeah, his I, his I, accent I, was <laughs> as as much as I liked him in this movie. His accent was not good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, so this came out in ninety eight, right? Eight. Yeah. Um, I don't remember if I saw this movie theaters. I don't. I don't think I did. I think what happened was is that I saw this. In the, the initial DVD rush uh, back in the 99, um, you know, back when there was like 40 different DVDs that you could <laughs> maybe rent or buy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I spent uh, like a lost summer with a local video store. You could just rent them for a dollar. So I just went through like their entire catalog of DVDs. And this was one of them. And uh, I greatly enjoyed it. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll back talk... in the day, they ma- they still made you rewind DVDs. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I did scratch up a few of them until I learned how to do it cr- correctly. So. <laughs> yeah, be kind. Uh, yeah, yeah. Rewind. Um, and I'm sure I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about the the Oscars. I think this this movie is kind of unfairly taken a beating over the years. Um, well, I but... just pulled it up. Let's let's get this let's get it over with right now. So okay, it won Best Picture. Yes, I mean. It beat Elizabeth, Life is Beautiful, Saving Private Ryan, and The Thin Red Line. So I've never actually seen The Thin Red Line. Have you guys seen that? I think uh, I did, but I don't remember. Yes. Yeah, I don't. It's... I don't remember seeing it. Like, it, I mean, it's another World War II flick. 
Um, so, uh, you know, going head to head against Private Ryan wasn't doing any favors as far as the Oscar consideration, I'm sure. Uh, but I, I would say as far as like cinematic achievement, that that yeah, like Saving Private Ryan should have won for that year. Mm-hmm. Um, but that he said, like I'm, I like I don't have a problem with this. It's not like Crash. But, right. Exactly. Yeah. I think, I think this not... is a very good. I think I do think this is a very good movie. It has some flaws, but I, I do think it's very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not a big fan of this movie. However, none of the other movies on here I'm the biggest fan of. Either Save it, Bri- Saving Private Ryan is, I don't know, not that great to me. But Spielberg won for Best Director, but this was nominated. Yeah. Boom, Madden was nominated. Um, <laughs> boom. I I wonder. I, no. Go ahead. I, I was going to say I wonder. About Madden because uh, one of the produ- well this is a Weinstein production but one of the other producers uh, mm-hmm. is Edward Zwick um, Zwick uh, who uh, is usually a director oh I don't know about usually but um, he he's a fantastic uh, visual director as far as the the way he he does cinematography and the way he stages things. Um, and I, I can't help but wonder like how much of his thumbprints on this movie, because I because I think this movie is beautifully shot. Um, so how much of that, I wonder how much of that is Madden and how much of that was Edswick. Um, for for so he did uh, Glory, Last Samurai, um, just to name a couple of, of movies that are that are visually um, like definitely in the upper echelon of, of, of film. I think. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> There were no nominations for leading actor, uh, but uh, that was the year Robert Benini won for Life is Beautiful and like hugged and kissed everybody. Robert, Robert Panini? <laughs> Panini. Yeah, Robert Panini. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow won for Best Leading Actress yeah. um, over Kate Blanchett, Meryl Streep, and Willie Watson. Blah, blah. Best Supporting Actor, uh, Jeffrey Rush was nominated but did not win. Best Supporting Actress, Judy Dench, did win. <laughs> I mean, two people played Queen Elizabeth the first in this. Yeah, there was a lot of crossover in that year between again. So, Saving Private Ryan was was in the was in the European theater, and I think because I was reading up on this earlier, the the thin red line was in Guadalcanal, so that would have been uh, the Philippines. So World War Two, also though. Thanks for the history lessons. Well, no, you, right. no, you, you, know, you, you were just saying that there was two Elizabeth movies, and I was saying. I know. I just didn't know you describe the theaters of them. That's fine. This um, is ants and a bug life all over again. Uh, well, yeah, it happens all the time with, yeah. this, with Hollywood. It, it won for best spring, uh, best screenplay. Uh, what is it else did it win here for? I'm trying to obviously it didn't win for some of these things, but I, I, I will, I'll, gi- I will give you one thing, Jeff, um, Mike. Uh, this. This movie is a gigantic wink as far as like the the film industry is concerned. Like, yeah. I, I can see like how it definitely had an edge over the other movies um, in in that regard. So, theater uh, best sound was nominated but did not win. I mean, you're good Saving Private Ryan, and but won best art direction, which I guess I could see that. Uh, yeah. Did not. It was nominated for best makeup. Did not get it, but it did win for costume. Which anytime that you have these puffy shoulders in movies, they're gonna win. <laughs> that's the, and, uh, that's, the puff. <laughs> that's kind of it. I mean, it was there's more, but so it did. It cleaned up. Uh, it won seven. Was nominated for thirteen. Lucky. And with that, with that, uh, Alex, what's your history with this movie? 
I can't remember. I know I saw it in its entirety, but I can't remember if it was in the theater. Because that was the time where I was just watching everything. Every week, I would go to the movie theaters. Or if I watched it on DVD. It must have been in the theater. But I remember I liked it. And that's okay. it. I did not see it in theater. I saw it on DVD. Uh, this is at a time when I was just catching up on... Like, I didn't see it the year it came out. It was a couple years later. And it's when I was just catching up on, like, you know, supposedly good movies, Oscar movies. <laughs> so, I love the, just the constant backhanded <laughs> comments from John. No, well, you know, okay, no, no, I don't know. Oscar bait movies, all these things that, oh, people talk about it. I'm going to go back and watch. And so I did. And, uh, yeah. And that's it. And I haven't seen it since today. And I almost didn't watch it today, but I did. <laughs> and with that, let's get into it. As usual, we talk about seven items from the movie. Scott, what's your number seven? Uh, so for my number seven, I'm going to just get my, my biggest gripe out of the way. Uh, and I think it's the weakest section of the film. And that's when um, she finds out that he's married. And then that's supposed to create some dramatic tension. But then he thinks he he killed Kip Marlowe by, by pretending to, to be him in front of Wessex. And then he winds up in a church. like, And the whole thing was just vastly overwrought. Um, and it, it was definitely the, the weakest part of the, the movie for me. Um, I remember watching it now thinking like uh, there's no way I could because I remember really really liking this movie and I was debating before I sat down again you know was this going to be a 6 or 7 for me and that that seemed pretty much cemented like the the idea that it would not be a 7 I'm like some other smaller things yeah I know Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah just that Melon John in in the middle like yeah just him winding up in the church and and then he's like, I feel like he's like filthy for like the last like 45 minutes of the film because of that. Because he's been running around the city and like falling into puddles and... It, yeah. Well, I mean, England was gross back Right, then. no, I, I get that. And like, I think every time Joffrey Rush is running through a street, like he just nearly misses getting the... <laughs> getting the, the whatever the... Yeah, the sewage. Yeah, tossed on him. Uh, but I, I, I don't know, it just kind of bothered me that... That they they chose to do it that way. As far as like, isn't that Hamlet or Macbeth? He's the ghost. Yeah, it's Macbeth, right? That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, right? yeah. The you know just as an honorable mention, I, it's, it's it's if if you know anything about Shakespeare, it is it is at least for me, it was it's fun to pick up the, the different references. Well, they they do get very cute with with quite a few of them, <laughs> like overly so. But uh, uh, anyways, so yeah, it's just called the, Shakespeare in love. Oh, I know. The, this, the, this is the movie. The, if you're gonna do it, this is the movie. Yeah. The anyways, the, the melodrama in the in the middle is is my number seven. Is a negative. All right, Alex, what's your number seven? <laughs> my number seven is that Renaissance England was gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just everywhere. Everybody tossing their slop out the windows. Jesus <laughs> like, H. Uh I think I feel like that's more known now. It's less romanticized now, but I remember like uh, reading about it in history class and everything, and then watching this movie. It was like brought to life for the first time for me. It's like, oh shit, that was shit, literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, 
Don't be fooled by those early uh, Renaissance movies. Yeah, England was, was gross. It's like Morgan Freeman said, like, how, how did those people ever conquer Jerusalem? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Holy shit, he cleared it. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, my number seven uh, is, I have to say, Ben Affleck. He was awful. He stood out to really? me. Really? Like, he stood out. I think that's the thing. Is he stood out okay. so much to me. Like, it... And like, the, I mean, I I knew a few of the actors, right? And Colin Firth and Jeffrey Rush. They're Russian to be not Russian, English to begin with. Uh, Victor Rusty. I bought Gwyneth Paltrow, but Ben Affleck just stood out. So and there he's doing his stupid Ben Affleck smirk. It just felt like a guy that's from New England, not England. And uh, <laughs> well, he was new. He's <laughs> going to the colonies. It just stood out. It just he felt like this thing that stood out to me more than the rest. Um, okay. So yeah, his, it was his, me. yeah, I like Ben Affleck. His, his accent was was pretty atrocious, but but I do think yeah. he he pretty much gets like the funniest lines in the movie for me. So. Sure, he does, but it just to me it just I didn't like it. Okay. Um, with that, Scott number six. Uh, number six is uh, getting to see the the play within the play unfold. Um, this kind of goes back to to the the Hollywood stage wanking that's going on, but. Um, for me, it, it is a lot of fun to see them go through the the entire play basically throughout the the course of the movie. Of course, he's he's kind of writing it as they go along, so that's kind of how they they sequence it. But yeah, to see the the rehearsals into the the ultimate uh, uh, first um, run of the play, um, you know, with the the guy that stutters, uh, and to see it go through the the whole thing, like I. And by no means a Shakespeare expert, so I have no idea like how much of the play actually makes it into the movie, um, in one way or another. For, like from them just reading it out loud to each other, or doing the rehearsals, or seeing it actually played out uh, in the the. I see what you did there. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, seeing it actually. Uh, in, is it the crown? I I get, I get the two the curtains confused. The curtain. Thank you. Yes. Um, see it play out in the, in the curtain. Um, yeah, just it's it's a lot of fun. It's really cool. Um, you know, I, st- I still was was uh, um, kind of um, I don't know if impressed is the right word, but I, I still felt myself getting sucked into the play within the play. Um, even watching it again for the I don't know, like the fourth time maybe. Um, so yeah, yeah, the play within the play is number six. Okay, Alex, number six. My number six is the first kiss on the boat, <laughs> and this uh, I laughed so hard because this idiot, <laughs> the old Billy Shakespeare, is describing how much he loves this woman <laughs> to to Tom. Uh, what's his face? <laughs> it's like oh, her eyes. I could get lost in reflection of a thousand whatevers in her eyes. <laughs> describing her bosoms. <laughs> That's great. You moron. She's right there. Even the boat guy is like, oh, good night, my lady. He's like, wait, what? Yeah. So, so I the, love that scene. So the the boob joke is like... It, it's a boob joke. It's inappropriate. Not not in like a... Like clutching my, clutching my pearls inappropriate, but like in 1692, like she wouldn't have been offended all of a sudden just because he starts mentioning boobs. What about her bubbies? Maybe her bubbies. Yeah, I saw all bubbies. <laughs> that kid, John Weber. He sucks. He sucks as a playwright. 
All right, well, my number six is, how the hell did he not know it was her? It was yeah. terrible. Yeah. Oh, my God. Even before he starts describing her right into her face and everything, but just the whole time. I was confused. I can tell you, like, uh, I did not know he did not know that was her. Like, <laughs> she had the thing, and she's writing the letter, and I'm like, what the, you just, you're still here with him. Why don't you just tell him why you're writing this letter? Like, I was confused until she kissed him, and he acted all, or he was saying all this in front of her. Like, he doesn't know. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Old Billy Shakespeare. I was going to say, that old Bill Shakespeare over there. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, I mean, so. t- she, she she did change her hair. <laughs> yeah, and put on a little mustache. Mustache. Mm-hmm. And tape her boobs down. Whatever she was doing. It was t- stupid. All right. Uh, Scott, <laughs> number five. Uh, number five, uh, getting into the, the first of the actors here. I couldn't help myself. Uh, uh, Colin Firth. Um, this is the first thing I really remember him from. Uh, he's definitely more of a... not. A, I know we've had the, the discussion about A-list actors, but he's definitely more of a household name now uh, mm-hmm. than, than he used to be, for sure. But he's just the perfect shit heel. Um, he yeah, kind of yeah. knocks it out of the park. Um, just being just a wholly unlikable, uh, but still funny at the same time, uh, but not not intentionally so anyway. Uh, and yeah, just the just the like <laughs> a a sixteen hundreds version of like a cross between the like the the dean and the stupid chief kind of like I don't know how else to really. Uh, but yeah, he he's. he's really good in this uh and it, it's also just kind of fun to see him be the bad guy like i don't remember him like be not being like the a protagonist and anything else that i've ever seen him in so hmm. yeah i can't either i can't think of anything right now i've only seen him in a couple movies so i can't you didn't watch him in pride and prejudice jeff i did not watch him in pride or prejudice did you watch him in the king the kingsman I did, and the King's Speech, and I think that's about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I it would, I mean, he kills a lot of people in both movies, so I know it's hard to keep track. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, where are we at now? Uh, uh, five. Alex, number five. Is it my number five? Okay. Yeah, because he just did, he just did for, uh... Oh, Colin Firth, Colin. Yeah. 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 Uh, I like Ben Affleck's, uh, Ned's entrance. <laughs> that was great. Everybody's fighting. Everybody's about to get uh, their balls clipped off because what's his face is making that speech. It's like who's that? The writer? Oh, nobody important. Just the just the writer. Uh, and then he just busts into the door with the other actors in tow and everything. And even the the grubby money lender, what's his face, uh, Falcone, <laughs> he, he shrinks away. He shrinks away. Oh, sorry and everything. Yeah, who are you? I'm the money. All right, you may stay. It's like, oh, thank you, sir. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, he has my, my favorite line of the movie, which is the, you know, he's slowly realizing that he's not the main character in the in the play. <laughs> and then finally he tells, yeah, yeah. tells Will to, to rename the play. And uh, Will, Will calls him a, a gentleman, and he says, You, sir, are Warkshire Shithouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, my number five was just uh, there. There was a line, a little 
hit a little too close to home with you're opening up the theaters what about the plague yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh yeah, boy, we've just yeah, been going through this. Pull it on my yeah, pull it on my car a little bit. <laughs> and you know, the plague is at home too, or whatever the guy says. It's been staying at home, but oh, it was. I was like, oh boy. I know, just look out. I don't have much good to say about this movie, so there you go. Uh, that's my number five, Scott. Oh, that was good. Uh, number four, uh, <laughs> going, going on to another actor is Judy Dench here. Um, I really like what she's doing in the middle of the movie um at the end she's she's kind of just being kind of a a, a badass um but when she's at court um <laughs> i love the way she like is is putting down everybody around her but then she like stops and kind of it, it, there's some like really subtle stuff she's doing with her with her face where she's kind of looking around waiting for people to laugh at what she's saying um <laughs> and it just it's it was a blast to see her do this and I, I just in general i have i've you know i don't watch a, a ton of period pieces but i i do have fun to see like people like judy dench like play these like super uptight <laughs> like old british matriarchs um there, there's something fun about that that's uh, uh yeah judy, judy dench is greater and then of course at the at the end um with the, with the whole speech and um it's too late too late yeah yeah <laughs> That's one over four. I I, I do right. like <laughs> she smirks when the the kid says that he likes the people getting killed or whatever in the play. Like, <laughs> yeah, I like it when she stabs herself. Yeah, you, it. John Weber. <laughs> Webster. John Webster, your dictionary sucks and your place suck. Mm-hmm. Squealing on old Billy Shakespeare. Alex number four. My number four is I love the shot where they're rehearsing the play and the scenes where. Uh, Viola and what's his face, and everybody's just captivated. The the whole like even all the players start slowly just coming around, and everybody's like starts falling in love with the play, and they and they want to see what happens, and and they're all like super invested in it. I love that part. It's like shit. This is good. This is like so good that everybody's like captivated. Even the moneylender guy, Falcone again, is like when they're starting to talk business and when uh, Jeffrey Rush and What's-His-Face are stuck talking about something else, he's like, would you shut up and get the hell out of here? Yeah. It's like, oh, please continue. <laughs> My apologies. That was awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number four. Um, I know it's a period piece and this is the period, but the costumes are too much for me. This is it's just a <laughs> blind spot for me. I just, I can't. I just can't. Well, Not I know Billy, Billy Shakespeare's jacket was 100% accurate. The whole thing. So so we're not going to Ren Faire this weekend, Jeff? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Some Ren some Faire stuff like this was just... I don't know. It just... It's... it's <laughs> hey. Something that I, hit, I see and I just like... Ugh. But then, yeah, I can watch fantasy stuff with Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones and I'm okay with it. I don't know. Just give me the puffy shoulders and that's an instant... <laughs> What about, what about the puffy legs? Yeah, puffy legs. Yeah, puffy, puffy legs. Puffy upper legs, puffy. not the full thing. Pantaloons. pants. Yeah, so. Yeah, there you go. That's my number four. Scott, your number three. Uh, my number three, so uh, last bit about the, the actors as a point here. Um, so I combined uh, Jeffrey Rush and Tom Wilkinson here. Um, I 
again, these are these couple of great actors, and I, I really love what they're doing here. Um, Jeffrey Rush uh, is uh, great for throughout the whole movie. Um, just kind of like his posture, like when he's running through the streets, like it, it was making me smile. Just that weird kind of loping gait that he has, um, and uh, the way he doesn't like he never quite catches on to what actually is going on. Um, uh, he. Just a lot of fun, and then Tom Wilkinson, like Alex mentioned, like the change he goes through, um, and the uh, you know the, the second biggest laugh in the movie is when he comes up to to Will and he's like, "So I've got this apothecary cap, like to paraphrase." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right after he's done describing like the end of the play that nobody saw coming, yeah, he's just he's like, like well. yeah, he's like so enamored <laughs> of, of the whole process, and, and and in a way, I feel like uh, so Mr. Fennyman, that character's name. Um, I think he might, he's supposed to be like the, I don't know, the audience surrogate or the Hollywood surrogate, like the producer surrogate, um, to be like, this is, this is why we, we do plays. This is why we're into plays. Like, this is how people get into it. Like, to be a part of the process. Um, so yeah, again, I can see going back to the whole wink thing of like, yeah, our producer's great. Like, <laughs> cause that's basically what Tom Wilkinson is in this movie. Uh, but he, but he, but he also again gets to do some really, really funny things. Um, like at one point he walks in after they, they've been shut down toward the end of the movie and he's like everything all right like just his his timing on that um, oh, but yeah just just um, him being so like so into getting this bit part in the play was was great so yeah the two of them Jeffrey Rush and Tom Wilkinson all right Alex yeah. number three my number three is I like the the little spots where uh Shakespeare is getting inspiration like he's lost his mojo and everything you think and then he hears like the the priest shouting about uh the rose and how it stinks like shit or whatever and he kind of stops at that for a second that was cool and then uh, at the bar he's at the end of his wit because he's you know writer's block and everything and then his friend sparks that idea about Mercutio and that's the whole thing where that the, the that's a good name starts like Shakespeare can't think of good names for characters for whatever reason um, so I like that I like him like plucking his inspirations out of the air because that happens sometimes that's very relatable to me yeah the so like I said so it was a little too cute but I, I did like the stuff with the priest like the priest also does the plague on both their houses thing, yeah. and I do like that you see him like front and center at the end, like crying at the end of the play. <laughs> There's a 180, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. The show must go on. <laughs> hmm. yeah. Stupid. All right. Well, my number three is I just this is kind of what I mentioned before. This movie's just not for me, and I know I have a blind spot for it, like for it. I know nothing about Shakespeare in school when he had to read it. I couldn't. I just I can't read this whatever style of writing is. That's just not for me. I just I, I can't do it. So this was this movie was doomed from the start for me. Is this the end of zombie Shakespeare? Uh, so yeah, I mean there's some stuff in here I could see like yeah, you're talking about like I could oh, I, you know what? I guarantee this was a reference to something. Oh, I guess another reference. I don't know it, but I guess this is a reference to it. And like, the one thing I got was like the yeah. ghost thing. I'm like, oh, I think that may be a reference to Macbeth, but I don't know. Uh, it was uh, Lion King, actually. <laughs> <laughs> which, which was actually ripped, like, Shakespeare actually ripped that off of the White Lion. Yeah, Kimbo, the White Lion. Kimbo, the White Lion, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
It's crazy. That's just nice. thing. It's not for me. Um, yeah. There it is. <laughs> I but I recommend. I, uh... Uh, thank you for 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 at least trying, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. So you can't yeah, read I, an iambic pentameter. <laughs> I will say, our, well, two things. I remember. I don't know what is that senior year we had to read Macbeth. Whenever we had to read Macbeth, Macbeth in high school. Mm-hmm. I mean, I swear, like five pages I read over and over and over and over, and I did not understand what the fuck was going on. So, <laughs> was that easier or Latin? Latin was easier for me. Wow. Well, up until we had to do the Iliad. And then that, <laughs> yeah. I mean, not the same thing, but in Latin. Yeah, to both. <laughs> song, that can't be yeah, right. To, to both, as soon as you start throwing in idioms, it's like, uh, Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then the other thing I was going to say, I I will say this, that I had um, no intention of watching this movie. I was looking for <laughs> the, cliff notes yeah. or something. <laughs> What it was, what's the thing on YouTube that they'll break it down to like eight different clips, movie clips. Yeah. Oh, that's a thing. Thanks for letting me know. All right. Well, they, uh, won't, they, well, they, they won't do the whole movie, Jeff. So I don't know that it'll work necessarily. Well, you said eight clips. All I need is five, seven for oh, this wow. show. So I'm good. <laughs> uh, my first one is. Uh, hold on. Click, click, click. Push that oh, like yeah, button. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I did start it, and then I started it, and I was like, "Well, I'm, I'm going to get some chores done." And I literally missed the first like eighteen minutes. I sat down and I sat down and watched it, and then like it kind of got me. It hooked me for like four or five minutes. I was like, "Well, god damn it!" Now I don't know what happened. And I rewound it and watched the whole okay. thing. And so um, well, it did go. hook me. It did like I did at least follow the story and stuff. It just wasn't for me, but at least I was able to follow it. Was what, uh, did either of you watch Most this of it, with anyway. the significant others or no? Part of it. Yeah, part of it. Okay. Lord just kept asking when it was going to be over. <laughs> so. You guys, you guys are made for each other. Mm-hmm. She did ask if the guy who played Shakespeare was anybody, and he's been anything else, and I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, that's uh, the other Fines brother. Yeah. So. I looked at his IMDb. Nothing that I've seen. Uh, the the so Enemy at the Gates is probably the big one that I can think of. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I forgot it was in that. Ever. But, uh, but yeah, he's he's been in a ton of things too. All right, well that I'm is... putting a Renaissance movie that I think Jeff will like on my list. Hmm. There you go. Is it Renaissance Man with Danny DeVito? It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I've seen that movie. Got it. All right. Well, Scott number two. Uh, but number two uh, again, just to combine some things, uh, the cinematography and the sets in this movie um yeah i didn't no idea how accurate it actually is but it's all very consistent um, which i think is really important when you're doing something like this and uh it, this movie is is gorgeous just some of the the shots um there's there's like a lot of light everywhere that they go um, which i thought was an interesting way to, to to film everything considering that you know we're not not quite in the dark ages, but <laughs> um, you know it's not like there's electricity everywhere for for great lighting. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, the the theater sets, um, the the sequence when they they're having the the, the big like stage fight, <laughs> and like the feathers are flying everywhere. Like that that was definitely oh, yeah, like that was awesome. It's like trailer bait and it goes along well with the the score. Like I don't mention the score in this movie, which is pretty solid. Um, yeah, I just I just love the way that this, this movie looks. Um, 
So yeah, and, and again the set pieces, the London theater. Um, I, I imagine some of the 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 mansions or whatever the hell you call them were actually like real locations to a degree castles um, but uh yeah the river like the way that they sent the riverbank um yeah it just uh some really cool stuff there see now that you mentioned the riverbank i gotta say the green screen stuff wasn't that bad like i didn't notice it at first but then after that i couldn't unsee it but it was it was not bad like what, what were you oh. noticing like, like well the, the stuff? halo around yeah the halo around the faces i was like is that oh that's green screen okay but yeah, it didn't suck me out of the movie. When she stabs herself, that was some horrible CGI at the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it just looked like cloth. Yeah, yeah it was just cheap. They did a really bad job of compositing that. Jesus H. I know. Where are the squibs <laughs> at the Curtain Theater? Come on. By the way, I'm looking at Judy Dench's IMDb here. She's been in Henry V. She's been in Macbeth. Henry IV. Oh. She's in Macbeth, A Midsummer Night's Dream. Eh. Uh, Which one? <laughs> Shakespeare in Love. Which one? Which one? What? Oh yeah, was it the Phil Coulson Midsummer Night's Dream? Nineteen nineteen sixty eight. Okay. Wow, that's old. There's one with Kevin Klein, yeah. I think. Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, just, I mean, these are only I recognize the Shakespeare titles. I know there's probably other ones that are Shakespeare. I don't even know. Alex, that you're thinking of Much Ado About Nothing, by the way. Oh, okay. So yeah. there was another version of that that had uh, Denzel Washington and Keanu Reeves. Whoa. And Kate Beckinsale. Whoa. And Michael Keaton. I can go on. <laughs> All right, where are we at? <laughs> Come on. Let's get nuts. We're at my number two? Yeah. I think it's my number two. Oh, okay. Alex, Alex number two. I forgot how funny this movie was. I got to say, I was pleasantly surprised with all the jokes, the timing, and everything. It was because I thought it was going to be a little bit more romance rather than comedy, but I I was pleasantly surprised at the balance. It was funny. I laughed out loud. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a light movie. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. Until the end. Anyway. All right. <laughs> well, I mean, there were a lot of white people in this movie. Yeah, it's very light. <laughs> Um, my number two is if I'm going to pick actors, I would be Colin Firth and Jeffrey Rush because I like them and they just reminded me of the King's Speech, which I really do like that movie. So seeing them reunited, although I don't know how many scenes they actually have together in this movie. Definitely no lines. I don't, at least I don't think they have any lines together. Yeah. Yeah. But just seeing the both of them and this was good. And I I like them. Like I said, they... Especially Jeffrey Rush does, did a lot in this. Uh, I guess there's not so much for Colin Firth to do. But when he's in it, he's good. So I'm picking them, too. I don't know. I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow wasn't bad, but Best Actress? Really? Do you think that was worth it? Yeah, so I was watching this again. And I'm like, she's she's good. Joseph Fiennes is good. But are they great in this? Like, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah. So, yeah like, I Again, I don't know what else... Like I don't think I saw any of the other female performances for this year to like judge against, but um, I, I think when I saw it initially, I probably liked her performance a lot better. Um, seeing it this time, um, mm-hmm. maybe a little less. Uh, I think this you, is the first movie I remember her from. Like, I don't well, think she I'm... played 
apparently she played young Wendy in Hook. That's right. Oh I yeah, she's one of the yeah she's on the uh, yeah. <laughs> one of the uh, what should we call it, in the uh, montage. Yeah. She uh, she has like the same amount of screen time that like Bridget Fonda has in Army of Darkness. <laughs> Bridget Fonda's better. Well, Seven was before this, so yeah. oh, so okay. that would be the first. I think one. her and yeah, Ben Affleck were an item at this point. Am I wrong about that? Laura, okay, Laura said this is when they became an item. Okay. Okay, yeah, because I was reading a bit of trivia, and yeah, she she wasn't going to do Shakespeare in Love because she just split up with Brad Pitt. So she was kind of, you know, down about that. But then one of the producers, like, convinced her to do it anyways. And there you go. So she, what, she met him on Seven, and then she's like, all right, I'm staying with you. Oh, now I'm going to be with Ben Affleck, and then... I'm going to date Coldplay and then get dumped. And it was all yellow. Mm-hmm. All right, Scott, number one. Uh, number one is the, the final shot sequence. Um, when he's talking about immortalizing her. Um, and he actually starts penning the beginning to Twelfth Night. Which, again, I'm, I'm no Shakespeare expert. But that is my favorite of the, the Shakespeare plays. Um, and, you know, the, the main character in that is, is Viola... Um, so yeah, just that, I love, I love the shot of, like, it probably, I'm almost 100% that it's not actually Gwyneth Paltrow at that point, but, (laughs) (laughs) whoever the woman is, like, going through the water, that shot, and that, that shot on the beach, um, and just the way that, that his writing is juxtaposed over it, um, until it, it fades away, and then there's the, the final words, um. You know, and I, and I, I love a, a good bittersweet ending. Um, and this is, I felt like, kind of the perfect way to, to cap it off. Um, so, yeah, just the, the final shot sequence. So, more or less the, the actual ending here is my number one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, once the credits rolled. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff peace the fuck out. <laughs> I did. I said, I, <laughs> hope there, I, said, I said, I hope there's no stinger, and I turned it off. I wonder, what if Jeff, like... <laughs> I wonder if Jeff saw like the him writing down stuff on the the paper, and he's like, "Does this count as credits?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I was first annoyed that, like, okay, they both killed themselves. This movie's <laughs> over, right? No, because this isn't Robbie and Juliet. I know, but I, I just they were mimicking it. Uh, that's funny, but yeah, as soon as, as soon as as soon as they saw directed by, I was like, "Peace out." Hope there's no stinger. <laughs> All right, that's mm-hmm. funny. All right, Alex, number one. My number one is the way the whole movie was filmed was fantastic. Uh, there weren't, like, really, there wasn't any crazy shot, but it was, like, they treated the lighting so well, and they had, it's like, all, it, it, this movie's, like, crazy good with, like, the fundamentals of just filming, and they did that really well without having to be too extravagant with, like, crazy shots. They didn't have to rely on any of that because... It was mostly the actors that they wanted to highlight, especially on a movie about Shakespeare. So I thought that was beautifully done. Yeah. All right. Did Do you guys know, does Shakespeare ever act in any of his plays? Oh, God, I couldn't tell you. Hey, he probably did. It's in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the movie, the movie did it. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, my number one is... And this is because this is my ignorance, 
but I'm going to say eh, it's a clever screenplay. And I, I obviously it's intertwining the story of Romeo and Juliet with other stuff with the making of this. So it seems like that seems really cool and clever to me. Now, I don't know. There could be other things that I'm not seeing that oh, that's actually it's pretty stupid or whatever. But from what I could tell, <laughs> I could see and it was screenplay for the Oscars. So I guess there's something to that. But yeah, that was cool. As much as I don't like it, I was like, oh, I see what you're doing here. And so, uh, yeah, I appreciate I could appreciate even though I didn't like the content, I could appreciate <laughs> what they were doing there. And the only thing I was disappointed in is they didn't. I thought they were going to die. I, I thought as it was going, I forgot. I'm like, so they are going to kill you? Are they going to do what the sh- Romeo and Juliet do? And no, they didn't. But it was, that would have changed uh, the tone of the movie slightly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have. Definitely would have. But that's what I guess the whole time I was watching it, it wasn't getting as dark as I thought. Okay. And so, like I think you guys said, like we thought it was funnier than we remembered. Um, so I was waiting for that to happen. Yeah, I, like, especially like the when they first. I guess when they first fall in love or whatever, and there's like the week of them just basically being together and having sex and all that stuff. And then the music kind of like fades. Like, okay, here it comes. Firth's going to come home, come over and, you know, kill some fools and stuff. And that never happened. <laughs> no, then he just dresses like a handmaid. Um, or, what was it called? Her, uh, uh, uh chaperone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he just, and he held it. And he went to the ball or whatever, and he still held it there the whole time. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, awesome. tuck that thing in. Can't too risky. So you hear a good point, Jeff. Like I wonder if this movie gets made now, if they go that route, they go the, the more um, I don't know emo route for lack of a better term, uh, and we well, get something a little more dramatic than than a comedy. We should get Michael Bay to do. A <laughs> we should awesome. Well, so what what is it in uh, Last Action Hero? It's Macbeth, right? <laughs> to be <laughs> yeah. or not to be, not to be. <laughs> yeah, I'd fucking watch that movie. Well, by I the way, I thought that was The Simpsons. Wasn't that Rainier Wolf Castle? They, no, that was yeah, Last Action Hero. You, I think I you're think right, it was Jeff. Like though. a trailer for but, one of his movies. But no, Je- I think you might be right, Jeff. I think there might be him doing Macbeth also at some point. But but yeah, <laughs> oh, I, I would 100 percent watch like that version of Macbeth. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it. I did have one question I wanted to ask. Um, in the very beginning, when she shows up and she reads, everyone, the what's Jeffrey rushes left and Shakespeare's like laying down, and she comes and starts singing or resting and reading lines from one of his other work works. Why does he tell her to take off her hat? Does she does he suspect her of being a girl? I think that was just shitty writing. <laughs> okay. I honestly, I, I yeah, you know, Jeff, I had the exact same reaction. I'm like, why is he so insistent that he, like, that t- they take off the hat? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe he wanted that. to like. He's like, do I know this person? Like, the only thing I can think of was like that he thought he knew whoever this person was. So he wanted to make sure, but yeah, it was weird. It didn't. It didn't make any sense. It didn't track. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Any honorable for you guys? Uh, again, the the score of the movie is is really solid. Um, another actor that we didn't really talk too much about, Melda Staunton, as the uh, as the nurse here. Um, she's really good. Um, yeah. you know, more more recently and more famously as uh, tell me out here, Alex, what from Harry Potter? Maybe Jeff knows too. Uh, the, the the evil teacher that comes in, like the oh, disciplinary. Yeah, 
what's her name? That doesn't matter. She has that one teacher that really hates just trans people. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really weird. She was hate that bitch. <laughs> oh, can we also can I also complain about the word anon? Anon, anon. They do say it. Yeah, like, I had no idea what the anon. fuck that. I had to look it up. I don't fuck anon. Get out of here. I think it's like I. Yeah, fuck. Why these British people speaking differently 300 years ago? <laughs> I know. I mean, soon. That's what this is. That's what it said when I looked it yeah. up. Like coming soon. Yeah. We got to. We, we got to bring it back. And on. We'll anon. Say, we won't do that. Anon. <laughs> All right. Are well, you guys ready to rate it? I think so. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. As usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven. One being absolute garbage. Seven being perfection. Scott. Uh, I think we already know, but yep, yep. Uh, given given this a six, um, I, not the same level of enjoyment as the last time I remember watching it, but uh, I, you know, one of my my highest notes of praise for any movie is if it feels breezy, which this does to me. Um, <laughs> Wait, breezy as as in no real drama? No, bre- like, breezy is uh, easy to watch. Easy to watch, okay, yeah, but yeah. not quick. Is no, it, is no, it no, quick yeah. to you? no, no. This is definitely a longer movie. Yes, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, and to, in full disclosure, I did have to break this up in two different sittings. Um, so even I was not immune to that. But uh, uh, as much as I like this movie, um, yeah, love, love the cast. Um, love what's what's being done here. Love the, the again the the wink that's going on here. Uh, <laughs> even like that's that's like, I think. The movie gets away with it. Like I think that's maybe the biggest comment you can get give this movie is yeah. that, despite it being so blatantly like an homage to to like producers more than anybody else, that it still gets gets away with it to be a good movie. So six. All right, Alex, I'm going to give this a strong five. Maybe I'll watch okay. it on a different day. Maybe it'll be a six because I find myself really enjoying this movie. Like I was very surprised about how much I didn't remember and how much I like it now. It's great. Okay, and surprisingly, I'm going to give this a four. Um, oh, we got to. I didn't hate. I did not. I can't say I didn't like it. Like I said, I, I had went in with the tensions of not watching it really, and it hooked me enough that I did stick around, even though it's content I cannot stand. I don't, or nor do I understand or want to like or understand. So four. I think there's far worse movies you guys have made me watch. So I will give you credit for that. <laughs> The, 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 and like I said, I know this is actually not a bad movie. It's just not for me. But the fact that I didn't absolutely hate it, I think, is a good sign. The, yeah. the I guess the rare three different ratings from us. I think. Yeah, we got a straight. There we go. All right. Well, now it's time for our crossover topic, which is what Scott. Uh, a top five bittersweet endings. Um, before, spoilers. Yeah, this, more spoilers than usual. Um, <laughs> this list. In fact, I don't. I mean, I doubt anybody's going to care. We're, we're going to care for on this, but. Uh, one, one, one bit of note uh, here. Um, I would like to issue uh, an apology for my list last week where I blatantly <laughs> just decided to do what I wanted because I, I was having such a hard time coming up with like things. Um, <laughs> listener uh, William Grimman pointed out that I could have said a whole bunch of other things. Flintstones, Josie and the Pussycats, um, as, as far as like live action adaptations of, of movies. Uh, but I did not, and uh, again, I, I apologize. Although 
I still don't think I would have done Flintstones. <laughs> oh, you could have done Jim. I, I thought about that one too, uh, but have not seen it. Um, That's what I will say. I, truly outrageous. Yeah, truly. I thought of the Flintstones. I did not see it, so I could not put it down. I mean, so and I've never seen Josie and the Pussycats movie or cartoon show, so I couldn't do that either. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know they didn't know the movie existed. To be honest with you. Um, so all right, um, back back to the list for this week. Uh, top five bittersweet endings. Again, as Alex said, spoilers. Uh, so my number five. Um, it was hard not to do like romantic drama in this list uh, for me, at least you know my where my where my movie tastes skew here. Uh, but number five is Once. Uh, I highly recommend this movie if nobody's seen it. Uh, it was I guess you could be fair to call it an indie film. Um, they they did win an Oscar for this for one of the songs, uh, but it's basically couple lonely people meet and uh, you know without spoiling too much um obviously based on the 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 topic here but uh yeah uh, once is my number five all right alex my number five is i actually have two two games yeah (laughs) two video games on this list and my first one is a, a, a night in the woods uh, which is a small indie game. It's very, um, it's kind of like a point-and-click adventure type of thing. Uh, so it's very nar- narrative-driven, but it was great. I enjoyed it from beginning to end, and the ending was, uh, yeah, bittersweet. There's murder and mystery afoot, and it connects to Anon. the the whole yeah <laughs> the whole small town that you're involved in, that you're that the setting is in, and it was it was great. I recommend it. I thought you were gonna say like. Every time I finish a video game, it's bittersweet. <laughs> it uh, is. Not every time. I, I hate that feeling. I love and hate that feeling. For just like it's bittersweet. <laughs> but sometimes it's just like, fuck, I'm glad I'm, I got through that game. Uh, all right. All right. Okay. Mass Effect. Oh, that was great. Yeah. But it was over. I know. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> okay. Unless we're talking about three, um, in which case we could do a whole another hour. Anyways. <laughs> All right, so I, yeah, you can go so many ways with this. I try to keep mine in the sci-fi action, like my my yeah. my lane here. Um, but for my f- uh, fifth one, because I had Ben Affleck on the brain, I went with Goodwill Hunting. Um, he goes to the door and he's not there, just like you want him to be. Blah blah blah. You guys have seen the movie, yep. so ending of Goodwill Hunting. That's that's uh, pretty solid. Um, Hold Scott, yeah, number okay. number four. Uh, what do you mean loud? <laughs> Um, oh, I didn't say I would allow it. I said it's a, it's okay. I didn't get a bittersweet feeling for me on that one, but I can see how it is. Uh, no, no, my my number four is gonna take a judge judgment ruling here, but I but I think uh, at least per it's gonna be Roger Jeff's Rabbit, Jeff. isn't it? God damn. <laughs> uh, not Roger Rabbit. Um, I don't know. Not a lot of people have seen this movie, um, but uh, Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. I feel like has a pretty bittersweet ending uh, without going into too much detail here. Uh, one of the all-time uh, things of, of a thing that happens, <laughs> which, we, which we talked about in previous uh, podcasts, I'm sure. But uh, would, would you would you would you guys allow that? Yay or nay? Or anon? 
I'm trying to think here. Uh, yeah, because it's so it's hard sometimes distinguishing with with between bittersweet and just sad. Yeah, that's what I say. I don't know whether sweet really comes in. I mean, so I guess the, the rest well, so of the I, like trip sweet because they because they, yeah. they 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 win. Um, there's like yeah, the there's, there's hope. Like there, there's like this this feeling of or, or like renewed yeah. hope. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah. No, nah, I would allow it. All right, it has been allowed. All right, <laughs> phew. I live another week. <laughs> yeah, I'm breaking it there. <laughs> All right, uh, Alex, number four. My number four is, surprise, a Pixar movie, Toy Story 3. Okay. Oh, the, the coming of age ending at the very end, him, you know, Andy giving his toys to the little girl, what's her face, because he's all grown up, going to college, and it's time. He's not going to play with Woody anymore. I mean, not the toy cowboy. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, he's going to college after all. Uh, so, uh, yeah, hands over all his toys to the little girl, and it was sweet, and bitter, and sad at the same time. Yeah. Quintessential bittersweet movie. That's a good one. Never seen it, but I've heard that about it, that movie. Yeah. Alright, well, my number four might need a ruling as well, um, but uh, I'm going to go with the ending of Game of Thrones, which I think... yeah. I mean, everyone kind of knew that was going to have to be what happens at the end of the in, at the end of it. No matter what, you know, even if you don't like the ending, no matter what Martin does is going to be bittersweet. I would have to think anyway. He's uh, on record as yeah. saying such. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. Uh, just you know, I mean, they won, but how much did they win? I mean, you know, everyone's if you could look back of all your characters who died throughout the whole thing, and then Jon Snow going beyond the wall, all that stuff. So yeah, Arya going somewhere for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Was, <laughs> she st- properly was she still blind? Yeah, sure. Who cares? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is she still dancing she... on water? What? Oh, water. Okay, yes. gotcha. <laughs> but yes, the ending of Game of Thrones. Scott, number three. All right. Uh, my number three is Moulin Rouge. Uh, which we've done on this podcast. Uh, I'm not going to say too much more about it. Um, but yeah, it is uh, getting getting back into uh, to the, the dramatic romance uh, genre here. And musical. Uh, I don't know, man. That ending was depressing. It It is, but... <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I don't want to go into too much, but like they, they do... Like, yeah. <laughs> I know you love this movie, and I like it too. It's a great film, but uh, well, okay, I gotta okay, say, okay. I don't it's, know. It's, 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 so they 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 get back together. <laughs> she died. Yeah. Well, She's that's the bitter part. And everybody is in ruins at the end of the film. He's a drunk. Yeah, I'd say it was bittersweet. <laughs> Probably, probably more bitter wow. than sweet, but still. Oh, yeah, devoid of sweetness on that ending. <laughs> well, I was happy the movie was over. <laughs> you know, there you Jeff, go. Jeff is another one as soon as the credits came out. I guess that's... Uh... Yeah, that's probably another one. He saw, he saw um, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi typing, and he's like, is this credits? Oh, no, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the start of the movie. 
Yeah, just started. Ten minutes in. Five minutes in. Every time every time the typewriter came up, Jeff was like, Are these credits? Uh, uh, Alex, yeah, Alex number three. My number three is another video game uh, that I played late last year. Uh, Yakuza Zero. Man, what a nice, you know, drama, crime drama that takes place in Japan with a uh, very bittersweet ending with one of the the most notorious and batshit insane characters of the series. But uh, yeah, it actually tugged at my heartstrings. Go play it, people. Yep. Any of the Yakuza games. All right. Yep. Um, my number three is the ending of E.T. So E.T. finally gets to go home, which is, you know, a hooray for him, but bittersweet that now he's leaving Elliot behind. I, I didn't know you were, were going to include horror movies on this. That's a uh, way to run out your <laughs> yeah. Way to run out your list, Jeff. I'm impressed. Yeah. E.T., phone home. I'll be right here. That's <laughs> what Jeff's here is. Meanwhile, is all the other like, look at that idiot. It's like, why did he talk good? <laughs> all right. Scott, number two. Uh, number two is La La Land. Uh, Don't you mean Moonrise Kingdom? <laughs> no, I do not mean Moonrise Kingdom. Oh, okay. Um... So I'm, I'm guessing Jeff has not seen this. <laughs> I have not seen. You've seen this? Okay. Well, I won't go too much into. I, I watched it all the way up to the part they started dancing on the freeway, <laughs> and then I turned it off. Um, Very unrealistic. Yeah, just kidding. that was like five minutes into the yep, movie. Yep. I was like, this is stupid. You know, it's it <laughs> funny about that movie is uh, I've heard a lot of people say that where they were like, "I, I was out like in the first five minutes." Like, so <laughs> people either in or not. Like, there, there was no there was no halfway in, in that movie, but. uh yeah, no, no need to defend that one uh, without spoiling anything. Uh, as far as the, the bittersweet, but uh, yep, La La Land. Okay, uh, Alex, number two. My number two is a Simpsons episode. Now, Simpsons has a few, especially in the early seasons, but then this one came later, and it was when Homer met his mother in the episode Mother Simpson. Oh man, that ending still gets to me. She has to go, and then the whole credits is Homer just sitting on the car looking at the stars. Ugh. It's awesome. I love it. Which one is this? The one where he thinks Homer's dead. And then he's like, you awful man, get out of my son's grave. I hate to break it to you, lady, but this is my grave. <laughs> That's right. I don't remember them that much that much i was i got confused with the one where grandpa meets a lady in um the old folks home and oh, she dies B. when they take yeah. her away another one That's that was one. yeah yeah bittersweet well that one had a happier ending since you spent the money in the retirement castle <laughs> once again that's what makes it bittersweet yeah. <laughs> um yeah <laughs> she died he lost her and then she, she, anyway yeah, but dignity's on me friends yeah, that was great. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, my number two, I had to get some Star Wars in here, and into Return of the Jedi. So, yes, the the Alliance wins, Rebellion wins, but uh, Anakin dies, and Luke has to kill his father, or confront his father, and find yeah. him, and his dad saves his life. 
So, mm-hmm. and he's ghost murder suicide. Yeah, and that's why I do think, as much as I love uh, Yub Nub, I do think <laughs> this ending of this the new movie, the, this version is better with because it goes from him doing the funeral pyre to just that more bittersweet music at the end. I think for me, so. But Yeb Nub will always be in my playlist, so don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. Then Lofty Nick. Yeah, that Lofty Nick. <laughs> I definitely don't have Jedi Rocks on my playlist. Alright, return of the Jedi my number two. So Scott, what's your number one? Uh, number one, we there might be uh some duplicates here. Uh, mm-hmm. number one is Lost I in Translation. So. Oh no. Okay, nope. <laughs> Not duplicates. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I didn't even think of that. That's the, a good this one. This one is, is uh, it's it's kind of the perfect um, bittersweet ending because, um, you know, it was they never really were, you know, together. So the what they're losing out there is just more of kind of what could be. But yeah, it's it's still a, a, a great ending, and you get that 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 kind of famous shot now where. Uh, Bill Murray whispers in her ear, and we we don't know what he says. Uh, he says, "I know, I know you're black widow." <laughs> he says, "It's Santori time." Yeah. Um, and yeah, there, there there's some tears there, but uh, yeah, still a a, a great uh, bittersweet ending. Nice one. I didn't think about that. Damn, that's good. One. good yeah. All right, Alex, number one. My number one lumps in three amazing movies all together. But at the end of Return of the King, yep, and the Lord of the Rings. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the good guys won and everything, but then they, they all had to sail to the west and say their goodbyes. Was, yeah, plus, personally, I mean, the saga that that you know we went through watching all the movies and midnight showings and everything, and then that was, was oh my gosh, I can't, I can't. I can't believe I didn't think of the Return of the King. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. when oh you God. said, oh, we're going to have some duplicates here, yeah, it's like, Jesus oh, here Christ. we go. Oh, we'll return I of the King. I thought for sure Scott I, yeah, was like, going to have I, this like, How could I not think of the you bow before no? Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, what's wrong with me? No way. Well, I would say that you bow before for no one is not really the the bittersweet ending. The bittersweet ending, right, is Frodo yeah, sailing, sure. sailing yeah, off, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. That is... And then Sam going home and all that. That they came, they conquered, they did everything great. But then they'll never be the same, and especially Frodo and all that. Yeah, so I mean, I get <laughs> to the colonies. Like I got, like I, I don't know if I do it anymore, colonies. but uh, you know, I get choked up at the the the, the, the credits that Jeff hates because he hates all credits. But, uh, <laughs> uh, and they start showing all the portraits and everything, and they got the Annie Lennox song, and uh, and then Jeff's puking in the background. <laughs> Right, so the the so return return of the Jedi. It's a real inside joke. I don't know. Return of the Jedi with the, oh, the never mind. Journey in the West song by Annie Lennox, and then I I said something about you puking over that song. Yeah, I got the Annie Lennox part. Okay. Got it. Broking on glass. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, yep. Frodo. I mean, I for me, yeah, it's the Frodo. It's the Hobbits coming home and. Having that beer at the at the what is the name of the prancing not the prancing pony what's the name of the, the hobbit green dragon yeah yeah the green, green dragon. dragon and they're just yeah and Rosie's they're, there they're, they're changed people yeah <laughs> I wonder I wonder yard stairs what, what what do you think it is exactly that 
that Sam does? Do you think he does like the Ric Flair helicopter? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. To win her affections. Yeah. yeah. He's like, hey, I call it Rudy. <laughs> it's my lordly kiss, he says. All right, any honorable mentions? Um, almost made my list. Uh, Terminator 2. Oh, damn. Yeah. I had, I thought about that. A thumbs up. I, I order you not to go. <laughs> that and, uh, the Futurama episode where Leela meets her parents, um, has this really sweet montage at the end. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, uh, that's good. It's a, it's a great episode, like. Yeah. I think the the dog episode is just straight up like soul crushing no, and depressing. So that didn't... yeah, that's just <laughs> so um, yeah. I didn't, didn't include that here. But uh, but yeah, the, the the again, there's this really like again sweet montage at the end of the that episode of Futurama. I, I guess we could say the ending of Endgame with you know they win, but you lose that's Tony, true. you lose yeah. Steve Rogers, yeah, Undiscovered Country too, and Black Widow. I thought that was should have. Uh, what about the Always Sunny Holiday Special? Yeah, I don't think I've seen. I that. don't remember. They all get ripped off at the end, but then everything's all right. They're just over at the train tracks as the train goes by. They throw rocks at it, and they feel better. There it is. It's time for Alex knows sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball. So it's a, <laughs> for once, <laughs> once in a blue, this is my once a year serious sports news going on because oh. I thought this was really cool, really neat, and it's about damn time. But U.S. men's and women's soccer teams have made a new deal, and for the first time ever, they're going to split the World Cup bonuses. So in that regards, they're finally getting, the women's soccer team is finally getting equal pay. Uh, yeah, and, it, and it's about damn time, really. More often than not, I much, I enjoy much more watching the women's soccer team, especially the U.S. Uh, playing in the World Cup. I mean, the men's team has just been a bunch of bums forever. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, um, they had to give up some stuff. Like they don't have like guaranteed contracts for all players, but then only like what a handful of players ever got like guaranteed contracts. So. It's like a, a whatever, but uh, it's a step in the right direction. Let's keep going. It is. Yep. All right. It's time for Neom News. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. Um, I I issued the apology earlier. Um, now it's time to issue a correction. <laughs> yeah, a retraction. <laughs> for our, for our, our Batman, the Batman episode, um, we had said at least... I said anyway that uh, this is really the only Batman movie where they do any real detective work outside of the the dumb putting the bullet back together thing in, in whichever the Christian Bale ones that was. Um, but mm-hmm. it was pointed out to me that uh, that Michael Keaton's Batman does do some work trying to figure out who the Joker is. Um, and once that brought it to me, I'm like, oh yeah, that's that is true. Uh, still not, not still not nearly on the same level, I think, but uh, worth pointing out that 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 it's still you know we we said that Christian Bale was the only one doing it, but that wasn't the case. 
Yeah, you're right. He's he's analyzing all the stuff from the hair products. Yeah, yeah. Like all the products and stuff. It's like yeah. by themselves they're fine, but when you mix them together, when you use them in conjunction with each other, I thought that was cool. So smiling. So yes, thank you, thank you, listener <laughs> Daniel, for pointing that out. Uh, all right, uh, some some news. I'm starting off with some some sad news. Uh, uh, great character actor uh, Fred Ward um, passed away. I think it's been over a week now, but um, yeah. just uh, one one of one of my my favorites. Like I, I definitely have not seen the majority of his movies, but um, he's he's in some of my again all time favorite kind of under the, the radar movies. Uh, Cast Deadly Spell. Um, he's he's really great in that. Um, Rebel Williams' Adventure Begins, which is just a ridiculous movie. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, probably most famously for for us anyway, um, Earl in Tremors. Damn right, yeah. Uh, just I, I, again, uh, Nick, Nick again, thirty three and the third. Um, he, he was a really good villain in, in that. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that's, that's, that's right. obviously the the weakest of the, the three movies, but he's he's still really good in that. Um, and yeah, just just a lot of other movies. Um, so yeah, you will be be, be missed. Um, I, I I really want to try to do Castle Spell this year for for Halloween. Anyways, um, it's not strictly a horror movie, but it definitely falls in that genre. So I think that that'll be a good time to to maybe do that movie. Um, and then you know we can always do Rima Williams. <laughs> so so we'll see about that. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, um, again, sad news there. Um, Moving on to just a little bit of news, and that'll be just about it for me. The uh, She-Hulk Attorney at Law trailer dropped yesterday, I think it was. Um, yeah, I saw today. So, you know, I, I guess everything that's under five minutes still technically counts as a teaser. Um, Ugh. But, yeah, yeah th- I mean, this one was under two. Uh, but, yeah, you see a lot of Jessica Walters? What I, I, I forget what her last name is supposed to be, but... Um, yeah, so spoiler. I don't, I don't, I don't care for that joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think it's, it's the same name, but, uh, the, so, you know, spoilers here for, for anybody that cares. Uh, so she's, you know, literally, uh, got the same abilities as the Hulk, only when she turns into, like, the Hulk, she's just gets tall and, and, like, super hot. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. like well, the actress that plays her Tatiana Maslany um, is, is very attractive to begin with so it's like one of those like they just CJI her up a little bit I, I don't know how to really describe it um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of Mark Ruffalo in the, in the trailer which is which is awesome mm-hmm. um, for a split second you see Tim Roth uh, so yeah so that, that, means, was, that means that got me hyped yeah, so I don't know how big of a role he's going to play, but it's still always great to see him in anything. Uh, but you know, is, is abo- you know making Abomination. So Abomination was kind of made canon in Shang Chi. Um, yeah, even though there was no, I don't know, maybe Tim Roth voiced that or not. Um, but actually, you do see him here, like just as himself. Uh, but yeah, they talk about uh, um, a, a superhero legal division, which sounds like that could be a lot of fun if, if they do mm-hmm. that right. Um, and just a lot of her just trying to act like a normal person with all the Hulk powers. Um, so that could, could also be fun as like kind of the, the fish out of water angle. Uh, but the CG was a little rough. 
so hopefully they clean that up by the time it airs in August, I think it is when it's coming. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to this. It's the same as, as all the other uh, Marvel stuff. Um, have, have you guys since seen Doctor Strange uh, Into the Multiverse of Madness since I talked no. about it last week? Or week no, before last I have week? not seen it yet. I forget. Did I talk about it last week or week before? And, and it's not important, but uh, okay. Um, yep, still recommend that for whatever that's worth. Um, but uh, yep, I uh, just want to talk about the She-Hulk thing. Um, well, before, before sorry, before we move on from She-Hulk, I want to nerd out a little bit about it. Because I noticed that Bruce Banner, the Hulk, his arms are both fine. That is true. So this has this has to be before the 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 resnap, uh, when the uh, the post blip, I guess, when everything yes. everybody comes back. Like, I guess, yeah, you bring up a good point, Alex. So that would be what like between Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, it would have to be right. Yeah, assuming he doesn't get healed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in Infinity Ward, he's like, that's when you, he's the Hulk the whole time. Is like, oh, yeah, you know, I just figured out the Gamma stuff yeah. and whatnot. So, yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait to see. Can't wait if anybody that, like, if uh, RDJ, probably not no. <laughs> going to make a return, <laughs> but he could. Yeah. I feel like Mark Ruffalo is, like, the most game out of anybody <laughs> for all this stuff. God bless him. Yeah. Have you seen the clips when they're interviewing him and he just <laughs> can't keep his mouth shut? No. <laughs> oh, that's great. Like when they're being interviewed for Infinity War, he's like, oh yeah, this movie's great. Everybody dies at the end and Don Cheadle's like, dude! <laughs> <laughs> like super pissed. Like, <laughs> Ruffalo's like, well, not, not everybody. <laughs> oh, that's a great clip. That's funny. Um, yeah, that's that's... It from me. Yeah, She-Hulk. Oh, yeah, and one last thing. She should be Buffer. She-Hulk should be Buffer. Is she that way in the comics? I don't yeah, think well, she it depends is. On, it depends on the artist. Yeah, I was, I was talking with um, somebody today about that. Uh, and yeah, like you said, it, it, it actually wild, like varies wildly. Like I guess she's one of the original um, like fourth wall breakers. Like Maybe even before Deadpool? Oh really? Um, so it'll be interesting. Like in 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 the the trailer, you do see her kind of break things down about how like for some reason superheroes are either all like like they're all orphans or she says something else. It was like something weirdly insightful. Yeah, billionaires. Yeah, yeah. Orphans. Like, like billionaire yeah. philanthropists or or like troubled orphans or something like that. Yeah, uh, or both. Like she goes, and I don't know why. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, again. Uh, who knows? Like I don't know. I know nothing about this character, um, other than just what I said a minute ago. Um, so yeah, like, like you, you want to see her buffer? Like you want to see her look more like Mark Ruffalo, or just more, even more just a, just a muscle, just a bit more, at, at least some more definition in the muscles. Because I know you know it's like oh she's. She's too much of a man. You can't have her muscles like defined that way, and that's still prevalent in a lot of stuff. It's like, come on, yeah. I, it's I, the cuts. I, it's She-Hulk. Just I, have her, I, like really cut. When I in a, one of my, my chats that I'm in, I, I posted the trailer earlier today, and then I followed it up with the gift from Dean Pelton from Community. Productive freedom under. <laughs> Sorry. 
Sorry, I'm trying. To, I've never seen the trailer, so uh, I'm putting it on. Uh, okay. I, I followed it up with the immediately with the trailer of or it's the trailer with the the gif of of Dean Pelton from Community saying, "This better not awaken anything in me." <laughs> so, yep. All right. Uh, yeah, that, that's it for me. I really hope they clean up some of the, the CG that I saw because yeah, it was like a little a little weak. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, yeah, um, you know. We'll, We'll save a, a larger discussion maybe for Moon Knight later, but some of the CG in that also wasn't great. I thought. Yes. Um, they did. They, did, they were doing some cool things at points. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe this is kind of gonna closer to the standard now. Unfortunately, but it is. It is a show yeah, a, like. Yeah, it's a TV show. Yeah, budgets yeah. and whatnot. And then, yeah, they, less time to work on it. Exactly. That's the biggest thing, right? Like. Just, yeah. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Uh, so that's it for me. Um, Alex, anything you want to go over? Um, yeah. Oh, the one thing for anime fans out there, one that I discovered recently completely flew under my radar. Uh, I didn't think much of it from the, the thumbnail that I saw on Hulu, but Akudama Drive is like super stylish, set in like a kind of cyberpunk future and everything, and it's it's very entertaining. I'm liking it a lot, so I recommend if you're looking for a new anime to watch. I actually Jeff, did watch at it at some point last year. Oh, he did. Yeah, and yeah, I enjoyed, yeah, I enjoyed cool. it. I, I'm I always like stuff that is <laughs> relatively in quotes, <laughs> relatively light on fan service. Um, so yeah. and and it didn't go too heavy into certain tropes. So I, I was, yeah, I, I mostly enjoyed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, mostly. 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 Uh, any anything else, Alex? Uh, no, that's it. All right, Jeff. Anything you want to go over? Um, finished watching Winning Time. Oh. Pretty good. Yep. I mean, obviously, if you know the the history of the Lakers, you know it was going to happen. But there was some stuff in there I didn't know, which is pretty interesting. Um, and Better Call Saul. Still hanging in there. Still pretty good. I think that's it. I, I'm behind on up some of my other shows have not seen Doctor Strange and I do want to kind of get out to the theater to see that one um, in person oh no no there is something I want to talk about have you guys heard of Omega Mart this Meow Wolf thing it's in Vegas Omega no. Mart Meow Wolf okay so it's I think Meow Wolf is a artist I could be getting this wrong but it's a it's a interactive museum that they've there's this place called area 15 now in vegas and it's like this big like a container park but it's more than that and they have these different things you can do there's like an arcade is, there is it, is it like you you pay once to get in and they can do everything or is it separate like a... well the area 15 you don't have to pay to get in you have to make a reservation to keep the crowd control i guess but once you get in that's all free but then there's different things within there that cost money okay. and this omega mart it's something that costs money. And it, it's like $55 to get in, so it's pretty expensive. But you go in there, and it's just this guy's... I don't know if it's one person. It's, like it's a collaboration. I really don't know. But it's its like being in a big video game. I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's a huge area, all these different rooms. So you start out in like this grocery store. But if you read, you know, you go down the cereal aisle, and you read, it's like, it's like kind of post-apocalyptic, like... You know, uh, now with no, you know, now with no fruit may contain fruit. Yeah. Other things, corn and like corn based, and so you're like you, you know, it's like, a bleak like look dy- on the dystopian, future. not apocalyptic. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sorry, dystopian, not 
thing. And then if you open up some of the freezer uh, uh, freezer doors, they actually have like vortex tunnels that you can crawl through to get into the next part. Well, cool. It's just so much stuff, and you go in there, and there's these. I don't know how to describe it. I mean, there's so much stuff going on, and there's missing. The uh, you know uh, they give you this card that you can tap with. You know, like perfect way to describe it is all the extra stuff in like games, such as um, what can I think of now? Um, well, games where it's not part of the main story, but if you can get so much more out of it, if you want to do it, where you can listen to all the audio recordings of stuff that yeah, you picked yeah. up to kind of. Oh, so okay. it's like that. There's so much of that stuff going through, and I we went into rooms. Where there's like phone, like phones and computers, and people are sitting there, like pulling out their notebook paper, and they're trying to find the right numbers to call because you use their phones in there, and you can call, and there's recordings, and it, you get what you put into it, and, and Laura and I kind of went through it pretty quickly, and this is kind of cool and trippy, but you know, all right, let's get out of here. But like, like I said, if I was like 15 years younger <laughs> and like was super into this, but even in video games, I'm not the person who likes to complete everything, so maybe I wouldn't have. <laughs> But I'll just say, you go into these rooms, and you go into this one room where there's all these little laser beams. But if you put your hands in front of them, it starts playing this, like, like it's affecting the sound in the room. Oh, like a theremin? Kind of, except lasers and not, like, whatever. So I I know it's not the same thing, Jeff, but but have you ever done an escape room? I have not done an escape room. And I I think it's kind of like that, but this is more like Right, right, yeah, like, it doesn't sound like the same thing. I I, I just bring it up because I'm just curious to, like... Like how much patience you have, or something like that, <laughs> like in it for an escape room. An escape room, I think I would, I would like. Okay. I think it's problem solving, and I think that, and there is like, it's not super open ended. I think when you get the super open ended part, okay. that's where I start like, ah, whatever. Was this was this the thing? Um, you, I, I think I heard you comment on this, Jeff, saying it was fucking weird. <laughs> yes. Okay. There's these like weird vortex. You go all of a sudden like you're in the pickle section of the market, and you look, and there's. One of the pickles you can look into, and there's this weird like wormhole going through. Like, it, it, I don't know how to describe it. It's just really weird. If you're into nerdy shit and you're in Vegas, go check it out. It is a little pricey. Like I said it's fifty five bucks per person, um, and I say you get what you put into it, right? Like, if you just want to go through like what Laura and I did, and let's like check every room, and like, okay, that's cool, that's cool. But I said there were people in there who were well, some were just tripping out because there's some rooms you go into and there's just weird stuff going on the wall and these weird rivers and stuff and people are just tripping out watching it and it's in vegas so i'm sure they're high and drunk and everything and they're doing that mm-hmm. but you can go in there in and vegas mess with these machines and um yeah i don't know I, I just thought it was really cool it kept reminding me of like i said it being inside of a video game and you can I don't know. There's those things. It's not, it's not that I ignore in the video game, but it was like that. <laughs> okay. Sounds sounds cool. cool. Yeah. 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 Ever, so, um, like someone out there, maybe. Yeah, that was recommended. Well, Laura had heard of it, but Jacob had recommended it. We, we saw him while we were there. Um, that's it. Okay. Uh, my goddamn Kings lost. Fuck Edmonton. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Did, um, that's it. Uh, just on record, Jeff has officially jinxed the Angels. I just want that to. <laughs> be known here so it's his fault yeah I put uh, 20 bucks on the win the world series and they're 0-3 since I made that bet so thanks Jeff yeah thanks Jeff for Whatever. nothing alright it sounds like we're and, uh, we're good then also I'm officially too old for Vegas <laughs> god we were done by like t- like 9 o'clock we just stretched out a few more hours but we were done like, just oh, one god. night 
<laughs> two nights, but still. It was... Yeah, I, I'm good for like one night and like better part of a day, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's. Oof. Alright, and that's it. Alright, so. Yep. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, it'll work out. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.